All right. Welcome back, folks, to Binging and Bickering. And this week, Dan and I are talking about Star Wars, the original trilogy. But I think, yeah, we got um, his best, uh, what was that, a Vader impression? Yeah, well, I wore all black just because, like, this, the dark side's, like, cool. Oh, for sure. I think the biggest challenge will be getting through the episode and not focusing too much on... <laughs> going on tangents. Yeah, so I, that's what we're going to try to do to make this watchable because we're... it won't be watchable if we just bitch about the... Sequel trilogy. Yeah. So that's... We're... Okay, so if you've been following our podcast for a while, which you should have because if you hit that fucking subscribe button underneath the video or subscribe in that purple button on iTunes uh, if you're listening to the audio version... When we cover a series like Harry Potter, where there's so much um, across multiple forms of media, uh, there's so much to talk about in one episode. So today, for our Star Wars episode, we're focusing on the original trilogy. Uh, in the original trilogy only, if we mention the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy, we'll try to keep it brief. as brief as possible. That's why we've kind of narrowed down our topics to to a yeah. very kind of original trilogy focused uh the best movies first and foremost yes. but there's enough in Star Wars where we can do a prequel episode a sequel episode that'll be tough to get through and even a spin-off one but a sequel episode will be like Maybe like a Christmas special where we just get drunk and like trash these movies. That sounds fantastic. Actually that's but, uh, that could be a plan that because be one, that's what they've been coming out to. <laughs> yeah. But we also have The Mandalorian yes. coming out October 30th, Season 2. And if you haven't watched that already, do so. It takes place just after the original trilogy. But Dan and, and I will jump in. Mm -hmm. We got some, uh, some shit. If you're looking at the board behind us, we got some shit prepared. And but if you're listening, you don't know what it's I, I think we're just going to get so it out of the way first and talk about, the, like, kind of, you know, everyone references the original trilogy as the best. And usually it's not really talked about why. It's just widely considered to be much better. And we don't really dive into it because it's more about everyone shitting on the prequels and sequels instead of just talking about how good the original trilogy is. So I think that's what we're going to focus on. And Yes. Why, why are these movies so much better? Why? I mean, just generally. Um... Because, I mean, for a lot of people out there um, who are vocal about Star Wars, Star Wars is a very vocal community. But the most vocal over the years ever have been original trilogy fans. And if you value great storytelling and you value great characters... I mean, it's just plain and simple. The original trilogy is the better movies made, but I think there is kind of like an age lock in terms of what your favorite Star Wars movies are. And of course, there are going to be examples where, you know, that's not the case. But like, we grew up with the prequel trilogy, right. you know? So we're able to pull a lot more positives out of the prequel trilogy than like a casual Star Wars fan who grew up with the original trilogy. Right. So because to them it was just stupid that it continued. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So to 
a fair amount of like older, you know, people who grew up with the original trilogy to them, there's no star Wars after those three. Um, and now it's funny to us cause we don't like the sequel trilogy to me, yeah. to me, there's no star Wars after one, two, three, four, five, six. So like I include the prequel trilogy in like my star Wars and I'm discounting the, the last three, but the original trilogy, like, you know, I, it, there's a reason why it's original. Like I, I allow kind of it's snobby older fans to be old and snobby because they're untouchable. I mean, how many times has, has a new hope been parodied or referenced or anything in across all forms of media? Um, and like, it's just the risk that George Lucas took in making a space fantasy epic when he knew he was limited to his time. He brought together arguably the greatest like film saga ever. Yeah. And like he built up the careers of you know, at the time, young kids and like Harrison Ford wasn't necessarily young, but there is no Harrison Ford without Star Wars. There were just these faces, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher and, and Harrison Ford. And um, the, the, the the Darth Vader was the epitome of evil, the emperor who stood behind Vader. It was just the storytelling of the original. Like, it's so classic, but it was also so brand new. It brought together so many filmmaking elements of, like, old westerns and old, like, fairy tales and brought them into a futuristic sci-fi type movie. And, I mean, you're gunning for Star Wars if you're making a sci-fi fantasy nowadays. Sure. Like, yeah. that... And you're not gunning for the prequels. You're not gunning for the sequels. You're gunning for the original trilogy because the magic of that f the the first movie the death the death star battle everything about it and then you get to the 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 huge huge i am your father moment in empire strikes back arguably the greatest plot twist in the history of film and then return of the jedi where you have luke's character kind of questioned like will he go dark like his dad or will he stay light and bring his and redeem his dad back to light when the true evil of the trilogy is not his dad vader it is the emperor like there's just so much building there's so much there that's just so well written in terms of a, a film perspective a writing perspective a character study perspective like the the, the original trilogy is like near flawless and empire strikes back is 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 flawless like one of those flawless timeless movies where you know if you pick one out of the original trilogy like empire strikes back it's just a perfect movie and i feel like just tightly knit from all perspectives of film and storytelling like there's not that much to nitpick and shit on with the original trilogy, and that's the why one, I think it stands above the other the two. The one thing, and we'll get to this later, but the one thing people critique mo the most of the original trilogy is just the Ewoks in yeah. six. That's about it. Right. And that's where I'll, when, where I'll jump in is the original trilogy, you could, there's a different feeling in them. When they go to a location, they, 
spend it's like they they dedicate a lot of time there they're, they're trying to flesh out the story and tour with a lot of the movies now it seems like they're all selling pieces like they're 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 just trying to make a buck off of the next cute toy or the or the next fucking location they could turn into a lego set right and with the old trilogy they're it's a lot more controlled and you're, and you're not jumping around as much like Luke spends almost the entirety of empire on Dagobah. And that's kind of, I, I think that's one of the things that helps so much is the story is so much more focused and it, you know, because at the time they weren't interested. Well, I mean, obviously they were interested in making money, but they were, you wouldn't have had the series become what it was without, having a great story right and world which is what george lucas did where it seemed in the prequels his mind was a lot more scattered and he wanted to get out so much and give so much of the world with what's kind of great about the original trilogy is less is more you know it, you, you're you're george lucas kind of because i'm sure that he wanted to do all of the CGI kind of world building that he did in the prequels back in the 70s. But he knew he was limited to his time. And I feel like that worked for the better because you your mind had to kind of create well, the world around you. Well, exactly. Think, played a huge role in the success. I mean, you think of probably the most iconic Star Wars scene um, possibly, you know, ever. But the most Isley Cantina scene. Right. Where, yes, you get cuts and flashes to all these different aliens, but you don't find their story, you don't see their world, they're just in a bar, mm -hmm. you know, and it's and that's like kind of the old Western feel to it in terms of filmmaking, but like, you know, you don't see a bunch of them CGI'd like outside the bar, you just see a bunch of different creatures inside the it bar. Let, they let, the movies let your mind wander a lot while you watch them. Right. And that's one of the things I've been so pissed about recently is I'm like, you have all these possibilities and you just keep going back to the well. That's where that's where the most frustration comes in. And I think that's why The Mandalorian is very reminiscent. Like, obviously, it captured the gritty visual style of the original trilogy mm -hmm. as well. And that's also why it works. But. Every episode, Favreau and Dave Filoni, they're not in a rush. No. They're like, this is where the episode's taking place. And that's kind of what the original trilogy did. They, they're just like, we're dropping them in this location. Let's see how they get out of it instead of just fucking jumping around to multiple perspectives. And So I think that's kind of – it was just much simpler. And the relationships of characters don't seem forced either. Oh, I yeah, mean, the, the writing – I mean – the prequel writing, you know, I mean, like, obviously there's a more sense of, of you know, I don't want to, you know, get into, like, the prequels either because this is, like, our OT episode. But, like, you can still find a sense of, of character development and relationship building between, at the very core, Anakin and Obi-Wan. I think Anakin and Obi-Wan is the best relationship in Star Wars across all of the trilogies but at the core you can find that in the prequels the heart of the prequels like the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan is kind of the center focus of the stories of the prequels 
but Luke, Leia, and Hans and Chewie's like friendship, it's so naturally well written. And then Luke's relationship with Obi Wan, it's natural, it's there, and yes, like the prequels show how Obi Wan becomes attached to Anakin, and I like how that provides context to what the original trilogy did. But what the original trilogy was able to do on its own in the original movie was Luke to th- be told by his aunt and uncle that, like, old Ben Kenobi's just this old crazy guy. But then Luke, like, feeling attached to him probably, like, through the Force. But that's, like, also an unwritten thing. It's just, like, to have, like, that old wizard figure. And, you know, it's something you see before. You see it and. You know, there's an Arthurian legends it, aspect to it. For exactly, sure, with Merlin and Arthur. But just the the relationships between characters, and then you make you know, I mean, I mean, the funny make you, what you make fun of for Star Wars now is that everybody's related. But that Vader and Luke scene from Empire Strikes Back, there's a reason why people know the line "I am your father," whether they've seen the movie or not. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just so much there it's so deeper and there's it's just a lot better storytelling and character building in the original trilogy that just didn't survive across eras for at least this franchise yeah 100 percent. i hope we did a pretty good job with that i don't think we got to, we got too off base no so we'll move on and i i hope this one gets a little controversial because everyone's going to have their takes because there's so many great Star Wars characters, especially in the original trilogy, as we've gone on about gone on about now. But we're going to get into overrated and underrated characters. Which one do you want to start with? Un- overrated or underrated? Uh, let's start with the underrated because I feel like that's, you know, like those are always lighter comments. I feel yeah. like overrated, like because the overrated always gets more heated. He's gotten more screen time since, but... I love Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin yeah. in A New Hope. You know, he's just such a fucking dickhead. And he, I think one of the, what I like about him is that he's this really sinister villain that doesn't have anything particularly special about him other than a really good performance. Is He's just a... This evil political hack, and they expand upon it more in Rogue One. But he just does his job so well in that movie. And I would argue up until, like, the end, he's kind of the main antagonist because he's the one that is taunting Leia before they blow up. um... God, I feel like an asshole. What the fuck is her planet's name? Alderaan. Alderaan. Yeah, before they blow up Alderaan. And yeah, he's just a fucking douchebag. And I, yeah, I love a good Imperial. I loved Krennic and Rogue One. And they're, they're, I just, he's, he's a unimpressive villain that's just really well acted. He wore slippers on, he wore slippers on set because his feet hurt and they were cold because like they built these, um, the like, Death Star hallways and, and control rooms in sound stages in, in uh, Britain. And he just said, like, my feet are cold. So, like, there's a reason why he's kind of filmed from, like, the waist yeah, up a lot is because that. he's wearing slippers while they're filming. Yeah. It, I learned that 
really great documentary on Disney Plus right now. If I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, you probably have Disney Plus just so you can have access to The Mandalorian and all of this other great Star Wars content. But there's a documentary on, on there about the the making of the original trilogy. It's about two and a half hours. It's a really long documentary, but so worth it if you're a Star Wars fan. If you've ever had any type of malice towards George Lucas for whether he made the prequels or not, um, or whether he sold the company to Disney, you find out why George Lucas is not the bad guy in any of the situations. Yeah. Uh, like that, that documentary will make you fall in love with George Lucas and Star Wars all over again. Really great documentary. Uh, my underrated Star Wars character. Mm. I feel like the main cast is are all like properly rated. But <laughs> I'm going to make an argument that C3PO is an underrated character. <laughs> I'm not going to hear it. And here and here and here's why. Okay. Obviously, I know like we're trying to keep it focused on like the original trilogy. And so naturally we're going to deviate from <laughs> Okay. Anakin is the one who builds C3PO in the in the prequels and if we're just looking at the original trilogy, we don't know that. But I like the idea that C-3PO gets, like, his mind wiped and he returns back to, like, the Skywalker farm. And, like, even though, like, he, he, like, he and R2 have, like, kind of these conflicting personalities, even though they're droids, like... Part of the immersion in Star Wars and one of the amazing things about like the original trilogy being made is George Lucas himself says that Star Wars, the original, his idea of Star Wars, so episodes one through six, are meant to take place from the point of view of C-3PO and R2-D2. Right. I know that C-3PO is a whiny, annoying character, and I feel... You know, ever since the original trilogy, people have all kind of agreed on that. And yes, I, I know that he's a whiny, annoying character. But he turned into like slapstick comedy, you know, in the prequels and even I in like that's where the, the sequels. And I feel like that's where right. more people like dislike him. But he's very necessary to all of like everything that happens and the original trilogy like he he is the one that gets the ewoks on their side and what i like is that i love the his storytelling at the end it, of six it, it's awesome. it, it's great yeah. like because if if we if we want to take things for what they are without c3po the em the emperor doesn't lose and i'm also discounting seven through nine because fuck yeah, because yeah, fuck yeah, them yeah, yeah, yeah. okay C-3PO recruits the Ewoks and makes sure that the Ewoks don't, like, cook and eat, like, Luke, Han, and Chewie, okay? And then the Ewoks are the reason why, like, the Empire is able to, you know, blow up the, the force field around the Death Star, um, or the Rebels are, are able to blow up the force field around the Death Star. So, Sheev being a, a, as, 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 you know, clever and filled with the dark side as he is and could foresee everything... 
couldn't foresee C-3PO getting the Ewoks on their side. He couldn't foresee the Ewoks destroying the Empire, and that all starts with C-3PO. So I think C-3PO is a very underrated character. He's very pivotal to the plot, okay. and he's not that fucking... An- he's not that annoying. I mean, he's annoying, there's but he's worse. not that annoying. I, I mean, there's probably worse characters. He He's definitely inflated by the later movies. Without a doubt, yeah. I mean, he's not as annoying as Jar Jar, Mm-mm. you know, or Rose Tico. <laughs> let's 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 move on. Yeah. Uh, uh, to, to, to overrated. Okay. I, I'm gonna be blasphemous for a second. All right. The most overrated character of the original trilogy is the main character, Luke Skywalker. So. Yeah. Okay. So let's hear it. Episode four, and and. One of the points I'm going to make is maybe a little unfair. Episode four, in particular, he is outacted by everybody. Y- yeah. So that's one of my backbones. Is he's he's kind of like people criticize Hayden Christensen, rightfully so, for being a bad actor. Mark Hamill for some of the movies is also you know maybe not as bad, but he has his fair share. That's of bad my actors. argument, like for Hayden Christensen being We're, like not that bad. So. I'll say it in that respect. And he's just so and then you go to five and Yoda and Obi-Wan are like, don't fucking go. And he's like, I'm going to go fight Vader. And he gets his ass kicked. And then in six, he well, six, he kind of redeems himself. I like I like his arc in six. I just think in comparison to Leia, Han, Obi-Wan, Vader, Palpatine, I just don't think he's as cool. I even like Lando more than Luke. And it just, I think it comes down to performance for a lot of it. And I know he has to have the hero's arc, but he comes across as fucking whiny for a lot of it. And, you know... I'd rat. I don't know. It seems blasphemous because of how beloved Luke is, and I'm not even going to mention the sequels. I'm not, because that's not fair. I just think in the original trilogy, it's hard to pick because all the characters are so good, and I do love Luke Skywalker. But just of the core cast, he's the one I look forward to the least. Since the sequels uh, have come out. He's kind of the arc that I rewatched the original trilogy for almost just because I'm like, how did the, how did what the Jedi are like deviate down to what it became? But I understand your argument. I disagree. Um, just because like some of the arguments you make like about Luke is, is I, is part of like what helps me like argue for the prequels and what Anakin is and how Hayden Christensen right. performed as Anakin. Like, I, I just say, like, well, if you look at the original trilogy, Luke is, like, the same way. And the way Mark Hamill acts it, like, it's very similar to Hayden Christensen. It's like, you know, so people who fight so furiously against the prequels, like, you're making almost the same argument for Hayden Christensen that, you know, you could be making for Mark Hamill in the original. So, I... See, it's tough for me to come up with like an overrated character because like I was so ready to fight for C3PO's honor as like an underrated character that like yeah, you know like the 
overrated. It's hard. I mean, it's it, I was really, pulling at hairs when it, I it's, said it's, it's, I had to come up with some bullshit reasons. You want to know what? Part of me wants to, like... Uh, R2. Okay, let's talk about the droids. Okay, if I if I'm gonna make I'm if I'm gonna say C three PO is underrated, let me say R two is a little overrated. Okay, R two is kind of since the prequels have been made. I know this is gonna be an original trilogy episode. R two is the is the entire like continuity error character from cross. With Obi-Wan. Trilogies. Yeah. With Obi-Wan, with Vader, with Luke, even. But, like, R2 is kind of a douchebag when it comes to droids. Like, yeah, he just beeps, and, like, yeah, his beeps are cute and stuff like that, and, like, they kind of make him, like, a puppy almost in some scenes. But, like, R2, like, I feel like C-3PO is a pretty reasonable, like, character, you know? Like, yeah, he's, like, a pompous kind of smart droid that knows, like, nine million languages or whatever. But, like, R2 is kind of a douche and always just kind of does what he wants. And a lot of the cases, like, what he does, like, saves the day. Like, he's able to unlock doors and do all these other things because he's an astromech unit. And, like, he's able to communicate and uh, open up comms, jam comms, do all these other things. But, like... I feel like his personality, because he is, I, I know he's a droid, but he does have personality. It's R2-D2. Everybody knows what kind of personality that R2 has. I think he's overrated because, like, he's kind of a douchebag as a droid. And that's really the only <laughs> argument I can make. Because it's, it's, it's so hard. Because I'm not going to say, like, the Emperor is overrated because he's only in one of the movies. Like, he's, he's like... And fuck people who say Boba Fett's overrated because no, he's Boba not, Fett though. spawned so he's the reason Mandalorian exists he's the reason Jango Fett existed like he is a very influential character even if he doesn't have that much screen time which he will have more of in the next season of Mandalorian all right we yes. got we got to move along yes we're going to we're going to ultimate moment which is kind of i don't know our the, the uh, uh our favorite moment of the original trilogy because of how many there are, you know, whether it's a one of the great backwards one-liners by Yoda, <laughs> if that makes sense. But you have the blowing up of the Death Star. That'd probably be my favorite in A New Hope. In 6, seeing Sheev has fucking lightning hands is awesome. One of the, Because the... The entire throne room. You don't scene. know... Yeah, the entire throne room's great, but you don't know that that power exists until you see him do it. And it's right. very short lived. And obviously they expand upon it later, but that's a really cool sequence. Cause it's a, it's pretty jaw dropping. His themes. Great. But I'm a big time sucker for anything. And an empire strikes back, obviously, but I love when Han gets frozen in carbonite yeah. above the reveal of I am your father. And maybe it's cause I've seen it so many times, but I just really like it. It's kind of the stamp on that movie for it being the not only the middle movie, but that the bad guys win. One of the right. few movies where the bad guys win. And 
it's just such a fucking punch to the guts. You're like, when when are they going to save the day? Like, Chewie lashes out. And it's like, oh, is this when it's coming? And then, like, Han tells him to fuck off mm-hmm. and settle down. They freeze him. The moment between him and Leia kissing and the I love you, fuck off. His family guy. <laughs> family guy, so yeah. Great. But I, that's probably my favorite because it's a big tone setter. It shows that no one's safe. And... I think it's part of the it's reason just what so makes Han. that movie so good. It is so It's Han, just so it? Han. I feel like that He's is very a very defiant. it's a very character defining moment for Han Solo. One so much so that Harrison Ford understood the character better than George Lucas himself because that scene where Han's where Leia says I love you and he says I know, the script set up for Han to say I love you yeah. too. I know is a much more Han Solo yeah, thing. He's an asshole. Because he's not, he's, he, yes, he is admitting that he, he loves Leia too, but it's that he knew it the whole time, yeah, you know, he right. and he, and he was right. And that's, you know, even in his moment where he knows that he, he could die. That's like how he goes out. Like, yeah, it's just very Han Solo. That's a great moment. Harrison Ford's acting in that scene is great too. With like he's when he's go- when he's getting lowered down and he's looking up at him. Yeah, that that's a personal favorite for me. I love how dark it is. Yeah, and well, and just, Han's my favorite character. The whole environment of that that whole carbonite chamber on Cloud City is just an awesome and the, like the set, set piece after. as well. Yeah. It's where Luke and Vader's. Uh, saber fight happened but just like that environment where han gets frozen is great my favorite moment in star wars also comes from uh empire strikes back but uh just to rattle through the other two movies i think my favorite moment in a new hope uh ever since the prequels have come out and i've kind of studied the characters and studied the movies um the scene where obi-wan gives luke Anakin's lightsaber. That's a good one too. Yeah. With the with the prequels, along with that scene, that scene just gets added a lot more depth to it. You see, oh, like Alec Guinness's acting did it masterfully back in 1977, but with the weight of the prequels from Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan to Alec Guinness's Obi Wan, which we're about to see in another series pretty soon here on Disney Plus, like that translation, that scene is great uh, from the original movie. Uh, Return of the Jedi, um, I would say, uh, like, the moment where Luke saves, uh, like, everybody from, well, everybody kind of all saves each other just on Jabba's little, like, pirate ship thing out in the desert on Tatooine, like, where every character kind of has their badass moment, like, in that fight, uh, where the core group of characters all like get set free and with the awesome score in the background like that song is just called the return of the jedi um like that's awesome because it it gives it it was luke's like first moment like as like a jedi master like doing his thing so that was awesome but favorite scene in the original trilogy luke going into the cave on dagobah where Yoda set, where Yoda's like, you won't like, you won't need your weapons because what's in there is like, uh, you know, worse than, uh, like what you can imagine. So, Luke brings his weapons anyway. He goes into the dark, uh, like dark side cave on Dagobah, and it's just a very ominous scene. A lot of awesome cinematography with light and darkness on Luke's face. Uh, with light and darkness on where he's standing, where uh, like a ghostly apparition of Vader ends up. They have like a small little lightsaber battle. 
Luke cuts off Ghost Vader's head and Luke's face is in the mask. And not only does that foreshadow, um, you know, like Vader being a Skywalker or Vader being Luke's father, it also kind of foreshadows like what could happen to Luke if he falls to the dark side. There's just so much about that scene. It's a very heavy, very awesome scene. Like that's like a film scene in yeah. in a movie that's like, you know, looked as like a sci-fi kind of epic where as like that was a really like filmmaker heavy scene. And, and I love it for that reason, as well as just what the implication of the story is as well. That's a good one. I hadn't even thought about that. I like that. I like that both of those were kind of carried weight later. Char- later character later defining on, as well as yeah. carried weight to the story. Yours is character defining for Han and mine was character defining for Luke and Vader. Yes. So our next segment is we're just going to rapid fire a bunch of really popular fan questions. Because I don't, I don't know if we've had a, a lot of these. We usually just bullshit about this, you know, what we're talking yeah. about now. All right. Who shot first? Han. Han. Light or dark? Dark. Dark. Ewoks, cute or cancer? Cute. <laughs> I made an argument for Ewoks when I made my argument for C-3PO earlier. I like that. No, no, I not, like I'm that the like emperor at, at yeah. your position because they. I don't hate them. I never have. Yeah. But I'll play devil's advocate and say cancer because of the long-term effects that they had. Sure. On the franchise. I I understand. I understand. But I I do like the purpose they serve. Mm-hmm. Restored or original? Restored. Because I grew up with them. Yeah. I'm going to say original. I hate the no scene at, that they put in Return of the Jedi where Vader goes, no, and he okay. throws. I don't like that, but like in terms of, yeah, the special effects just don't really match with the original films, but they add so much context to what the prequels did and do, and that's why I like them. And I'm a prequel fan. I understand why you don't like, you know, if people don't like the restored versions, I I get it. I get why you don't. But I'm just a prequel fan. It, for continuity purposes, I do like them. What color lightsaber would you have? Uh, Green. I'd say blue. Can stormtroopers shoot? No. No. That's why they created the Death Troopers. Right. (laughs) All right. Puppet or CGI Yoda? They serve different purposes, but Puppet Yoda. I'll say Puppet Yoda as well. Alec Guinness or Ewan McGregor? This is the toughest question of all time. Because Ewan McGregor is hands down the best part about the prequel trilogy. There's email sound. But there is no Ewan McGregor without Alec Guinness. But they're almost like different characters, even though they're the same character. They're like different characters at different points in time. I, it's gone to my head. Gone to my head. I think I go Ewan McGregor just because I'm, I like I love him. But I understand and accept that there is no Ewan McGregor Obi Wan without Alec Guinness, and Alec Guinness is you know one of the best parts of the original trilogy as he well. He was nominated so for just, an Oscar. I, I know. For A New Hope. I yeah. I, that's, it's tough. It's I, so tough. That's the, I, hard, that's, that's the hardest question you asked. Yeah. It, that, that one is hard. I'll, I'll say Alec Guinness just to 
go with the opposite. And but I love yeah, them both. That's not a wrong answer. I'll, I'll go with them both. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap up here real quick on an ending question, which is, well, I don't know about real quick, but they're going to keep doing spinoffs. They're doing an Obi-Wan one mm-hmm. right now. And I would not be surprised if they dipped their toe back into Vader. They did a solo movie. Uh, Leia appeared in Rogue One, which we didn't talk about. Rogue One's fucking dope. Rogue One is amazing. Um, so if they do do a future spinoff with any of these original trilogy characters, what would you want to see? Because I've watched the Clone Wars animated TV show... I I have more Anakin. I do. Anakin's my favorite character. Anakin turns Vader. Vader is, like, my favorite character. I would like to see Hayden Christensen play more Anakin, but I think we're going to get some of that in the Obi-Wan show. But I'm kind of... I feel like one of the core problems in what Star Wars has kind of become is that people don't let go of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And while I'm very excited about the Obi-Wan show and The Mandalorian has been fucking great so far, I would really... If if, if a show could be told in the, the original trilogy era, if I had to pick one character to, to make a show about or make a movie about, possibly Yoda, just a very spiritual show about his time on Dagobah, if you wanted to bridge that gap in between Revenge of the Sith and Empire Strikes Back where you last see him, I would kind of like to see that, if anything. But I think the biggest problem with Star Wars now is just there's too much of an attachment to the original trilogy when there's a whole, literally pun intended, galaxy of... of topics, characters, whatever, and lore to discover or, or make new or go on about and make another show that, you know, like I said, if Yoda would get, bridging that gap would be the one thing because I know we're supposed to get more Anakin and Vader in the Kenobi show. But I, you know, I, I really wouldn't be much of an advocate for more original trilogy stuff. I don't disagree. I, I don't. If they did go back... I need confirmation that Darth Plagueis was the one that trained Palpatine. Tom Hiddleston obviously plays Palpatine in this series. Mm -hmm. But if you guys don't know the story, actually, I'll let you tell it because I know it. You know it so well. Just a very quick synopsis of Darth Plagueis the Wise, but told by Ian McDormand. Right? Ian McDermott. Ian, Ian McDermott in Revenge of the Sith. So Darth Plagueis was a master of the Sith. Um, and he is in kind of Star Wars canon uh, to this point, like the most powerful Jedi or Sith because he could influence midi-chlorians, which in the prequels exp- explanation is uh, kind of the life force of the force. Uh, and he could manipulate them to 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 create life um just out of nothing so rumor has it that he darth plagueis created anakin because in the prequels anakin slash vader doesn't have a father there's a rumor that plagueis 
well, taught the Emperor Palpatine how to do it. Palpatine killed him, didn't really know how to do it much, used what he knew of to manipulate the midichlorians to create Anakin, thinking that Anakin was going to be his number two, but really he created his own enemy in Anakin being the chosen one and Anakin well, being the, the one to, the gr set. to grow up to, to stop him. Um, so, but there's so much about the story between Plagueis and, and Palpatine that we don't know. Uh, we don't really know how Palpatine came to power and what he did. And I think that's the show that I would love to see and that you were discussing and liking to explore because yeah. there's a lot of, you know, not, it, there's a lot we don't know about Palpatine still. Yeah. And I would like to see more of him. I think that's, I, that's probably all I'd see, but like you, I'm done with the original trilogy, and yeah, I think that that's our episode. Yeah. Um, thank you for watching. Uh, we ran through a lot of, you know, a lot of topics very quickly, uh, just because, like we said, we're probably going to have multiple Star Wars episodes, but we wanted to really focus on the original trilogy here and give the original trilogy its due. Um, but please let us know in the comments down below what you think about these topics or what you'd like us to cover in our future Star Wars episodes on the prequel trilogy and on the sequel trilogy if we decide to get drunk and do that because I think that's the only way to do that one. Um, Please watch The Mandalorian next week. I, they're getting free promotion on our podcast. But don't forget to like and subscribe to this video. Subscribe, audio listeners. Share it. Share it on your social medias. Audio listeners, subscribe and rate us five stars. We are five-star men on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, please show us some love there. And... Yeah, we'll do uh, the, the biggest pun ever, and that is uh, May the Force Be With You. <laughs> I'm done, bye